You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, the weekly show with Alexander Schacht, Benjamin Pieske and Sam Gartner designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. This is an interview I did with Nigel Howard some years ago when we started the podcast. He was the chair of PSI. And we were discussing about getting most out of a PSI membership. And becoming a PSI member is something that I can highly recommend. I'm a PSI member for years. I have been very, very active in it. And I just love this community, not just because they help me with this podcast. So stay tuned for this discussion with Nigel and listen to this replay if you haven't listened to it yet. Welcome to another episode of The Effective Statistician. And today I'm alone. I'm not with my co-host Benjamin Pieske because he's sick, but I'm together with another guest and that is Nigel Howitt, who's currently the chair of PSI. Hi, Nigel. Hi. Hi. Very good. So um, maybe not everybody of our listeners knows you already. Um, so maybe you can um, introduce yourself a little bit, what uh, your career has been up to now and um, what your role includes at PSI. Certainly. Um, so I've, I've worked in the pharma industry for 24 years. I'm the, currently the global head of biostatistics at Covance. Uh, regarding PSI, I've, I've actually served on the uh, – PSI Scientific Committee, which uh, I know, um, well, you, which you're currently a member of, um, and I've also been on the board um, twice. Uh, firstly, I was elected as the European Director, and more recently, uh, I was the Commercial Director. Um, I was, I then became the Chair of PSI last year. Okay, very good. So, in terms of your experience with PSI, can you tell me? us maybe a story around what kind of a very good experience with PSI has been? I, I must admit, I think this is a very difficult question because PSI offers so many different things. Um, for me, though, some, some of my um, highlights are, uh, firstly, our, I've attended many of our annual conferences, uh, which I, I think are world class. Um, to be honest, I've hardly missed anything since 2000. Um, I, I've, I've uh, also attended early on in my career the Introduction to Industry course, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm also a very big fan of the PSI's Career Day, which has been rebranded recently as a Taster Day, uh, which is a great way of bringing recruiters and students together. Yeah, I think the ITIT course is um, really a great course for all beginners to get a first sense of the um, industry. So if you're just new out of university, um, it gives a great overview and gets you in contact with lots of other people that are uh, at the same stage. So, so talking about that, so if you are um, not yet a member of PSI, um, how can you actually get a member become a member of PSI it's actually really really easy um, so if you go onto our website um, you can actually there's a link there then you can com complete an online application form from from there um, and 
and also to actually to become an e- a member now is is the uh, the society is much more open. Uh, we've relaxed the entrance criteria, so it's it's much more in, um, easy to become a, a member and actually a full member as well. Okay, and um, so for students, is there are there any other rules? Um, I mean, not really. I, I wouldn't say there's any rules as such. Um, but um, a few things to think of if you are a student is firstly, we provide uh, free membership for students. Um, and uh, with, with that free membership, they'll get quarterly newsletters, um, uh, the quarterly newsletter, and they'll also get regular updates from the PSI. It's all, also an excellent way for the students as well to connect with future employees. So if there are any students out there, I, I recommend that they, uh, that they become, you know, apply to become members. And we also have now lots of webinars, and I guess the students can then also attend these webinars for free, isn't it? Yes, yes, you, you, you're totally right. They can. Now, in the recent years, there, besides statisticians, there has been this term of data scientists came up more and more. So if you're a data scientist, is, is then PSI the right organization for you? Um, I, I would say we hope to be. Um, but uh, we, we do need to put some more structure in place in the first place, though. So, um, you know, uh, for any member, you have to offer, offer, um, um, make, make an offering to, to entice people to join. And so we're currently working on the board at the moment to, um, to think about how we can uh, entice uh, uh, data scientists that work in the pharma industry to, to our society. But as I say, it needs a bit more structure. Yeah, I think here in this podcast, we already talked about the um, data science sessions that will come up in the um, this year's conference program. And we also had recently a webinar about data science and big data within the pharma industry. So I think there's lots of emerging trends in this area and more non-clinical trial data is explored, which has more these kind of big data uh, and data science problems. Yeah, I, I agree, Alexander. And, and as I say, I think we'll be doing a lot more in the future as well. So I think I do think data scientists, it would be a, a good home to join PSI in the future. But as I say, we do we do need to be, do a little. There, need, there needs to be a little bit more thought from the board and as to what our strategy is and to, to uh, and, and to also um, put the offering together as well to, to make it a good home for them. And I guess if you're a data scientist, then potentially you could play a part in this role in, in shaping the future uh, within PSI. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, I think, I think a, a good way of um, – thing that we're looking at at the moment is – a good way of, of starting that and developing that interest um, m- might be through uh, creating a special interest group for data scientists. So that, uh, you know, that you know, creates that area for, for people with the same interest and then hopefully we can develop it from there. Yeah. So special interest group for all our listeners are groups of like-minded statisticians that are um, working together on a specific topic. There are various uh, benefit risk, there's one about um, HDA, there's one about um, uh, more, more tools related and, and a couple of other um, uh, special interest groups. 
and uh, they meet very regularly and work on all kind of different things. So, so a common theme when I'm talking to PSI members is that they get more out of PSI, the more they get involved with PSI and they more, the more active they are, they are on PSI. Do you have a thought about why this is the case? Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think to, to, to be honest, Alexander, I think it's true of any society in that the more that you put, put in, the more that you get out. But it's definitely true in terms of PSI. Um, for myself, for instance, you know, you, uh, I mentioned before I've, I've been um, a member of the scientific committee. This is my second time on the board. I can certainly say that I've, I've developed, you know, I've gained so much from from the um, being, a, being, a, being a member. Um, I've also attended many scientific meetings, many training courses. I attended the ITIT course. Um, I think through it as well. Um, I've developed a very good professional network, and I've made many friends uh, as well. Um, actually, I'm, I'm um, what, what one of one of um, I'm actually a season ticket holder for Was Rugby Club, and um, one of the friends that I go with is a, man, a friend that I meant, made through uh, PSI. Um, and I, I've got many other friends as well that I, I keep in contact outside of work as well through that I made through PSI. Um, but also in terms of the scientific side of things, um, I, I think it's really helped me to keep uh, um, ahead of the changes within the industry, uh, particularly as, as my role now as a as a director. I'm I'm not working um, day to day directly with with statistics anymore. So it's really really good to go along to the conferences and scientific meetings to find out what the changes are. Uh, so it really helps me in my day-to-day -day job. Very good. So you have actually now touched on a couple of different ways of how you can become uh, more engaged with uh, PSI. We talked about special interest group. We talked about um, uh, webinars. We talked about the different committees. So in terms of uh, these committees, um, how can you actually get involved with these? So let's say, for example, with the scientific committee, how does that work? Okay, so um, well, the easiest way uh, really is, again, through our website. There's actually a tab on the website there which, uh, which, you can, which will take you to um, and will give you details of how to apply. Um, so you can – or you could send a, a – an, an, an email to our MCI, who are our executive office, um, and if, if when you do apply as well, if there's any particular committee that you're interested in, please, please put a preference as well, um, and we would we, we, we can consider that you don't you don't have to be elected as well uh, to, to become a member of a committee. Um, we, we only really. Do, um, use the elections really for people who want to become directors uh, on the board. So it's really, um, really easy to get involved. So um, also with the special interest group, it's usually just to contact the chair of the different um, special interest groups that you're um, interested in and um, get Get them on board, say, yeah. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So the yeah, the special interest groups. So that's yes. Um, sorry, before I thought we were talking about the um, 
the committees. But, uh, both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, both. I okay. Think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. For the six. Yeah. Um, if you, if um, firstly, we've got eleven six that are ongoing at the moment. Um, um, you mentioned a few of those earlier, Alexander, such as risk based, um, um, the risk the risk based one, also the HTA. Um, but we've got. 11 on there if for those of you who aren't aware of those if again if you go onto the website you'll see a full list of the different sigs that are available to the to the members uh, i recommend they going there if there's any that they're interested in i totally agree the best way of 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 um, getting involved is to talk to the the organizer of that sig and say you'd like to become a member and then you'll be included in their mailing list Yes, yes. I think the mailing list is really important uh, because that's basically the backbone of of the special interest groups. I've run the benefit risk one for for quite some time, and um, uh, that was um, quite active and is quite active. In terms of the uh, finding these resources, you can either go through um, the homepage of the blog, um, theeffectivestatistician.com, and then uh, find your way there, or you can also go directly to psiweb.org uh, um, and find there all the different links uh, that we just talked about. So in terms of speaking, coming back to the new members, what would be good first steps for new members of PSI? Okay, um, I think I think if if um, for junior members, I I really recommend they apply to go on the introduction to industry course, particularly if your career you know career young you know you just joined the industry, it's an excellent course to go on. It gives you um, there's about six modules I believe, um, well there was when I did it, and it covers many different areas of pharma, the pharmaceutical industry. Um, I think it's really good for people to go on this as well. It, um, you know, well, it's, it's good for any member, but particularly if you're in a CRO, I think it's really helpful because it gives you kind of insight to some of the areas that you don't work with on a on a day-to-day basis. It gives you a much better understanding of the, of the overall uh, industry. Uh, so I'd recommend that, that they go, you know, they put their name down for that. Maybe look at the scientific program and the web webinar program as well, and to pick a, f- a few meetings that might be of interest there. For senior members, I I, I would recommend coming along to one of our annual conferences, um, or, um, and again maybe look at the scientific program as well, just to see if, what things that are interesting them there. But the as I mentioned earlier, the our our conference is is world class and and it, and it caters for both junior and um, for for very experienced um, team members. Yes, the conference is really the highlight of the year, so to say. Um, for this year's conference that will happen early June in Amsterdam, what are your highlights for this conference? Um, well, well, firstly, it's, it's in a, a beautiful location and a very historic city. Um, the 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 the, the, uh, the conference is again. It's amazing what the um, what the scientific committee have put together. Um, year on year, it, it seems to get better and better. Um, this year, though, they, they've organised two pre courses. There's six plenary sessions. There's 26 parallel sessions, 
there's also going to be um, a uh, an, an excellent poster section, which will uh, um, poster session which will have a Drix reception coupled with it. There's also lots of opportunities to network as well. There's um, on on Monday. There's two networking events, uh, one of which will be for career new statisticians, and then there's the gala dinner on Tuesday. Um, and the great news is that um, although it's only uh, April time, over 300 statisticians have already registered. But um, but it's still not too late. So if you're interested. Uh, I recommend you get your names down as soon as possible. Yeah, I think this year we had a record number of abstract submissions, both for the oral presentations as well as for the poster session. And also we broke the record, I think, in terms of um, um, registration numbers by end of the early bird rate, which has passed already, but still says it's a really, really great value for money to go to the conference. If you have any problems convincing your supervisor to approve your travel, I would say go back in a couple of earlier episodes. I talked actually about um, different reasons how to convince your supervisor. And you can also find these on the show notes on um, theeffectivestatistician.com. In terms of um, the conference, I think the conference is, is great for um, just getting um, the scientific con um, content already. But I think to really get everything out of the conference, there's some more you can do. Um, what would be your personal tips to get most out of the conference? Okay. Um, I think firstly, actually, is to read the program and abstracts in advance um, so they, that you make the most out of the conference. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, there, there are 26 parallel sessions. So it, it's, it, it's really helpful if, if you read the abstracts in advance so you know exactly which ones you, you're going to go to so that you um, that you don't you know you know that you make the best use of your time um, I, I'd also recommend that people go along to the networking events as well and 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 make use full use of the breaks the coffee breaks and, and lunch breaks as an opportunity to meet up with old old colleagues and also to make uh, new connections um, another th another good thing that uh, um, you know, we I recommend people do, and, and we do within Covance too. Is, is is to for people that go is to, when they come back from the conference is is to give like summary pr presentations to the colleagues, so other people within their organisation can also uh, benefit as well. Actually, that is one of the tips uh, for your supervisor to approve the travel to the conference because you can uh, later on give a trip report to all your colleagues and uh, speak about what you have learned and from there give additional value back to your organization. In terms of um, the, the conference, I want to um, give four further tips that would be good. And, and Nigel, maybe you can um, comment on these. I think the first one is to be a good networker at the conference will help a lot because uh, PSI is all about being a good community. 
And um, for that, it's really important that you are also a good networker. And um, even though that many of the participants will be quite introvert, because I think as statisticians, we are, there's lots of introverts of us. Um, it's still very good to kind of uh, go to the people and, and talk to them, listen to them, be interested, and always try to, to follow up on connections. I think another good um, opportunity is to maybe set up some coffee chats in advance uh, with people that you would like to connect with. Maybe there are people um, that you rarely see. For example, maybe you work with a CRO or maybe you're at a CRO and you work with a sponsor and you want to um, actually meet these business partners there. That's a great opportunity. Um, but also to speak to new people and and uh, see what um, they are about, what their stories is, what their experiences are. I think they especially the networking events, um, but also the poster session are very, very good opportunities. Finally, I think it's, as, as Nigel said, it's really a lot about the preparation. So if you know in advance which sessions you want to go to, which talks you want to hear, that's a huge opportunity because I've been at PSI conferences now a couple of times and I always felt really a lot of difficulty be, uh, choosing between the different parallel sessions because all are so applicable to our day-to-day -day jobs that it's sometimes really hard uh, to choose. Nigel, what what do you think? Oh no, it's, yeah, I certainly agree, and uh, um, and I've heard that feedback many times before. So, if just spending that little little bit of time beforehand, and then marking out exactly which ones you're going you, you plan to go to, you just get much more out of the, out of the whole conference. Yep, and by the way, there's an uh, app for that. Uh, there's also a conference apps that you can download, and which you can use to plan out your conference. So that's. That's very nice as well. Yeah, is that is that already available then, Alexander? I know I know it's been built, but um, is it ready now? Yeah, yeah, correct. It's uh, that's that's ready now, and so um, check that out on the conference homepage, um, and there are the instructions uh, how you can find this conference app. And I think yeah, okay, it has all the app uh, abstracts in there as well, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it has the abstracts, it has the photos uh, of the speakers, the bios of the speakers. So that's actually also a very, very good tool to uh, connect um, to see whether there's maybe someone that comes from the same university like you. So that's a good opportunity to, uh, to speak to people. And I really like the networking events. Um, in the evening, while having a drink together, um, it's quite relaxed and it's quite nice to talk about all kind of different things that are related to the industry, but also about things that are completely <laughs> not related to the industry. Okay. Thanks so much, Nigel, for this uh, very, very nice uh, uh, interview. Just to sum up a little bit of the key things, it's, it's really easy to become a PSI member. It's free even for students to be, uh, become a PSI member. Um, the more you give into PSI, the more you will actually get out of PSI. 
And there's a couple of different ways to get uh, involved with PSI, for example, with the scientific committee or the special interest groups. And as a first step, it's really great to start with the ITIT course. But um, there's much more kind of content coming in the next years. Um, do you want to short, shortly talk about the video on demand that we are working on? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. That's a, a really interesting initiative at the moment, and uh, th that should be coming out in the next few months. Um, but what the plan is, um, as as a benefit of membership, is that all PSI members will get free access to um, webinars that we do, um, to to the journal club. They will all be put in this in this hosted area. Um, and, and also, we'll be putting uh, some of the, the, you know, the hot topics. Where um, when we have a scientific meeting, where we've got a hot topic, we'll be putting that, uh, recording those, and putting those on there as well. There will also be some training courses that we've done. We're going to record those and put those on there, and it's going to be all totally free for for members. This is amazing value for very very little money offers the annual uh, membership. Okay, thanks a lot. Uh, that was a f nice final quote and see you all hopefully in Amsterdam. <laughs> see you there. Thank you, Alexander. Thank you. We thank PSI for sponsoring this show. Thanks for listening. Please visit theeffectivestatistician.com to find the show notes and to learn more about our podcast to boost your career as a statistician in the health sector. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your colleagues about it.